On today's Awakening Protocols, I am going to introduce you to trees. I fucking love trees. I mean, trees and humans, we go way back. And I'll get to that. But first, I just want to start you off with a really cool relationship story between humans and trees in India right now. Above the plains of Bangladesh, India, indigenous have been creating living bridges made of tree roots for hundreds of years. In the rainiest place on earth, the village of Masanram receives nearly 12,000 millimeters of rain, primarily between June and September, when monsoon winds from the Bay of Bengal meet the humid air of Bangladesh. When the area gets so inundated with rain, indigenous in the nearby villages still have to cross the raging rivers, which become death traps without some kind of supporting bridge. To solve this problem, they turn to nature rather than purely man-made constructions. Using fig tree roots, their ancestors began manipulating the growth patterns and even braiding roots together to form thick, strong, and resilient bridges to provide safe crossing. Some of the bridges are over 100 feet and can hold up to 50 people's weight. But tree manipulation isn't just relegated to India. It's seen in many other cultures in order to make fences, seats, lattice roofs, ornamental figures. Even in medieval Europe, they would plant certain trees in a row and when they got to a certain height, they would graft them together. Then they would place planks on top of them and create dance floors and ceremony spaces. And this would protect them from flooding and rainwaters. Now, the most beautiful thing about this is not just the fact that humans were able to manipulate trees to their own will. You'll actually see in almost every ancient culture there is a sacred veneration for trees as being the primary harbingers of the wisdom of all the cosmos. And I'll take you through some of that mythology right now. Most of us know the biblical myth of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Adam and Eve are told by Yahweh, you can eat anything but this one fruit from this tree. It was a test, and they took the bait. You give humans one thing they're not allowed to do, they're definitely going to do it. So the knowledge bestowed upon them in that moment where men and women were created and shame of nakedness and suffering would ensue was the moment they gained the knowledge of good and evil. Earlier renditions, you can see that they actually called this the tree of divisions. You could see that as being able to see beyond unicity. To see the interconnectedness is beautiful for humans, but to not be able to see any of the distinctions between us would mean that we are in a permanent 5-MeO-DMT state. And after a while, you may want to return to a little bit of duality and discern some things. So this tree bestowed upon humans an ability that supposedly beforehand they were asleep to. And this caused them shame of their nakedness and also this pain and suffering and a lot of weeding in the gardens apparently. This myth of a sacred tree bestowing some kind of godly intelligence within man is also akin to the myth of Prometheus, stealing the fire of the gods and giving it to humanity, awakening a godly fire within an otherwise sleeping species. That fire was hidden inside a stalk of fennel, which isn't exactly a tree, but it has the look and even resembles the spinal column and dendrites in a brain. The ancient Egyptians venerated the acacia tree. Osiris, when he died, was placed inside of a tomb and then placed inside of an acacia tree by Isis. 
and therein lies Osiris for all time. That tree is said to be very sacred, and also Dennis McKenna says that acacia trees, especially those of Africa, have a high amount of DMT in them. Just saying. Yggdrasil, the ash tree that represents the whole of the cosmos in Nordic mythology, was the one that Odin hung himself from to learn the secrets of runes. And the ash tree is also revered in Scottish and Irish mythology. And a tree called Egig Erofa is the Hungarian mythical tree that a shepherd boy used to climb into another realm with fantastic creatures. Sounds kind of DMT-ish to me. The Druids used ancient oak forests to perform rituals and conduct private meetings. Vandana Shiva wrote, The culture of the forest has fueled the culture of Indian society. In her book, Oneness versus the 1%. The Kejri tree is written about in the Ramayana and the Mahabharata, but their sacredness even lasted to modern times. In 1730, in Rajasthan, 363 Bishnawis people sacrificed their lives to protect the sacred Kejri tree. When the king's palace in Kejri was being built, the king's men went out to cut down as many trees as they could for firewood. As they went to the house of Amrita Devi, there was a big Kejri tree right in the front. And Amrita came out and pleaded, please do not cut down this tree. It is forbidden to cut these trees down in my religion. The men insisted. So she offered her head instead of killing the tree. The axeman took her head. Her three daughters came out and laid down their lives as well. And then from 49 villages, another 359 people allowed themselves to have their heads removed to save these trees. Word got all the way back to the king, and the king said, no more people will die, and I am protecting these trees. And that still exists all the way till today, where you can be brought to court for cutting down one of these sacred trees in this area. This shows not just a deep mythical, but a very practical, put-into-practice Love and adoration for trees, all the way to the point of protecting them. 363 people in one area lost their lives to protect the trees because they found the trees to be more important than their own. There's some beautiful wisdom inside this as well, because what are trees? 